Oceanside. But first, Sid and I are recapping all the races from this past weekend. Yes, there were races before Oceanside. And then we're making our predictions for the upcoming weekend. And then Sid talks with the legend Meredith Kessler about her ninth race at Ironman New Zealand, going for the win in your 40s and coming back after baby number two. And of course, wine. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, Sid, it's officially official, official race season starting in the U.S. And neither of us is going to be at Oceanside. No, that's it. So official, the unofficial official start to the the year of racing where we've already had quite a few races, but nothing, nothing is as important as the race of the year yeah. in Oceanside. Is that right? No, no, neither of us is there. I'm in Snowy Boulder. And you're in. I know. I just didn't want to drive the eight and a half hours back down to San Diego, which I did. Like it's two crazy weeks ago. when I forgot how far it was just from like San Francisco down to San Diego, like eight and a half. You hours. do it one time yeah. post racing Oceanside, yeah, and you never do and it again. you will never forget because your legs, <laughs> like you roll out of the car after you know, and you're just yeah. like, oh god. Yeah. So I mean, I do feel like now Oceanside. We'll talk about it a little bit. It's a big race, right? Sure. It's the start of the season in the U.S. It's a big 70.3. But, like, I feel like the the Insta-FOMO spam has just gotten, like, worse and worse and worse. Like, now it feels like everyone has, like, a shakeout run and a live event and a meet us here. And, like, and and I'm totally guilty of this because sponsor. I did this last year. Yeah. But I just – how many of these can we do in a year, do you think? It is. I do think – I don't know whether – is it – is it – a result of the state of the industry and the market that as athletes you're trying to prove further value and so you're almost like hosting the events yourself right right or i don't yeah i don't know or is it just that's what social media is doing and we all think we're bigger and better than we are <laughs> yeah it's probably a little bit like we all like i've been to oceanside like five times yeah. right it is not that cool no and i think it, it's probably a perception <laughs> thing also of course like california is a pretty big market and we only have like That's three yeah. races yeah. out here so i, know, I have to say on the first side of that someone reached out to me on instagram and asked if they could buy my race suit like take all the <laughs> not like the one i'm i was wearing but like they liked the design and so to take all that um, and i'm like Brilliant. Yeah. Why not? Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we selling that? There you go. You can click to buy, man. I know. But yeah. But for all that it is the race season start, we actually had like six races this past weekend. I know. That's crazy. And like on like about five different time zones. So you literally actually could watch pretty much triathlon the whole weekend and then intersperse that with, uh, if you were missing Paul Kay's voice, you could watch Kay Pepic. And his voice oh, was yeah. on the ground at the finish, which was quite cool to watch. And that took an amazing race. It's a mountain bike. It is. Yeah. I don't think racing. I'm ever going to do that one, but it looks cool. Yeah, it does. And, and <laughs> okay, going back to our conversation last week, the way they cover the race with helicopters, I'm not saying we do helicopters because it's fucking expensive, oh, yeah. but helicopters, uh, and I actually don't think they use drones, but they actually have a guy on an e-bike or a woman on an e-bike with a camera strapped to them and they're following the leaders on this nice. incredible train and then you'll 
And at first, when I first saw it, I remember watching it last year, and I was like, oh my God, why are we talking about the winners? We should be talking about the guy on the camera bike or the woman on the camera bike who's behind because she's absolutely killing it because she's keeping up with the leaders and she's having a chat to the broadcast. And then I was like, sponsored by e-bike this. Right. Like, <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, still. that's right. Still amazing though. But the helicopter yeah, shots like and stuff was just like incredible anyway i think south africa all... when they get into their like cape epic's big there and so is uh god i'm losing it now the marathons um comrades two comrades yeah. and then two oceans yeah. yeah and um and i really want to do comrades yes because it sounds like the craziest like, thing in the world would you do up or down like Fifty thousand people running would you go up an ultra marathon would you go uphill or downhill well supposedly the uphill down direction is actually better because it doesn't yeah. wreck your quads and, and when they say one is uphill one so one's i think is it um Peter well, it goes from one town it goes yeah it goes from like Porter. johannesburg to pretoria or the other way around i can't yeah. remember no. but then it changes directions yeah. every year so yeah a friend but of mine's it, doing it this year the downhill, the downhill i don't think yeah. is as downhill as you think yeah. and the same vice versa but yeah anyway i've got this so she's doing the downhill this year yeah. but yeah it sounds crazy yeah. anyway they seem to take their like and i think it's partially just like because of the history of like they were cut off from international yeah. sporting events for so long they take theirs like very seriously yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not like national tv so that's great. Anyway, anyway so that's our, that's, the, that's, the, that's the ish part of the triathlon-ish podcast we right. just covered. Mountain biking and comrades. But going back to... Uh, there yeah. were a ton of actual triathlons this past there weekend. Were. And I gotta say, I mean, I'm not even going to go through all them. I know there are like a growing number of niche triathlon stat sites yeah. and... That they're like there were like four continental cups in Europe yeah. and like junior duathlon championships and it's just... There's a lot. Like, like once they crack into the World Cup level, then I'll pay attention, yeah. you know? I'm yeah, not even at that level. I'm just like, we're triathlon series. Let's just do that one. <laughs> so we had a World Cup this past weekend, which, yeah, I mean, most of the time we only pay attention to the championship level series. But the World Cup in New Zealand was big because Gwen was racing. And so it was her first, like, the other one first she did big. was smaller. She yeah. had to get her points to get to the World Cup. Um, And she got 14th. Yeah. Which I, I like, I know, like, people, like, she's all down on it and then people are like oh she shouldn't be down on it she like is still great but like she's she olympic champion every race yeah like <laughs> yeah it's gonna be yeah. pretty humbling like having steps away from the sport for uh, what are we talking about six years six, yeah six years or so yeah. and then coming back and i applaud her for for the drive and the desire to do it but the sport changed a lot in that time so not only is she trying to get back to her previous level her of bet, triathlete yeah olympic gold medalist she's also having to like now find move up uh, move forward with the rest of the sport as well mm-hmm. but in terms of you know will she be ready for the paris like it's obviously still on the table right yeah. obviously she can still race she can still make like she's earned points she still just needs to keep earning points and keep moving up and keep improving like totally fine of course she has to do better than that in order to get a spot at the at the qualification races that are in August and September. Yeah. Um, the other big thing about that race was, well, first off, Nicole Vanderkay won, and she's won apparently like five Continental Cups and World yeah. Cups already this season, which is She's a quite a kind of underrated New Zealand yeah. athlete. Yeah, she doesn't tend to get and much then, of And then, you know. Oh, Andrea Hewitt. Wild. Andrea Hewitt retired. Oh. Sorry, we forgot to oh. say that. She officially has announced retirement. This last week. I was wondering why that was all over the Instagram. I, yeah. I thought she had already retired, but apparently yeah, I think she... it was one of those. Yeah, but the official announcement came this last week or two. But yeah, anyway, there were so many like retirements over the last three years yeah. that like did not officially. I know. Get announced. Yeah. It was like yeah. 
but yes, Hayden Wilde won on the men's side um, again, ahead of Taylor Reed. So yeah, again, pretty yeah. dominant Kiwi display. But it would be it's yeah. New Plymouth, um, and it was a sprint distance, right? So there's not going to be yeah. yeah huge. I do wonder if Gwen will fare better over the Olympic distance, but then that might I not see. help. I think for getting a um, spot for Paris anyway because of the relay. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is it's clearly bike. It's yeah. bike skills and yeah. handling and making the pack and all that. So yeah. that's like stuff you could improve on. Yeah. It's just a matter of time, right? Yeah. Um, it was a very Aussie New Zealand heavy weekend though, because we also had like Hell of the West, which is a big Australian. Like we just talked about South Africans love their race. The yeah. Australians love Hell of the West, and I don't think we would pay attention to it a ton, except that Ashley Gentle and Max Newman won, won by like huge hell of the rest is all again it it is it's one of those australian traditions and for a country where most people live on the coast and they have in the middle i'm pretty sure hell of the west is in the middle and everyone kind of goes where are they swimming and it's you know it's a bit like you know um certain races at the end of the year potentially like there's no i think they swim in like a ditch or something like that or a river it's not amazingly but yeah but that's all part of it it's kind of like i i've never been to hell of the west but i imagine it's a bit like um Oh gosh, Californian um, wildflower, kind of that sort of like, it's an iconic, you go and you kind of camp and it's got that, you know, the tri-clubs all go and whoever else, but yeah, but yeah, Ashley Gentle with a a sprained ankle. I mean, incredible. She is like the best in the world at this 100k distance. It wasn't technically 100k, it was like 110k, whatever, but it wasn't a full half either. 70.3, half, 100k, Ashley Gentle, for sure. But she's like very good at that. Yeah specific distance yeah um and then max newman i mean i didn't even know who he was like a year and a half ago he's still but he's, he's obviously but the thing with good. max newman like he what was he fourth in kona and yet yeah, he's yeah. still like such an underrated or just not he, he i don't know i don't think he's just got that huge personality and that's nothing not a problem that's just he's such a phenomenal athlete still but he just doesn't he kind of get he was so Australian at the press conference. Oh, was he? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were going to make a caricature of, oh, like, awesome. a laid-back Australian. Yeah. That's it. I think <laughs> he's then, just laid-back and Skipper. I think he's, like, laid-back and quiet kind of thing. Right. And he's, but yeah. he was, like, very Australian. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. little little crocodile Dundee there. And then Joe Skipper, of course, was, like, very British <laughs> in a very specific kind of way. Mm, I, and, I'm, I'm going to, like, mm, very British It was, Joe like, Skipper. and not the classy kind is what I usually say. <laughs> Um, and so the two of them together, it was like, all right, that's a, that's a character. But Max Newman, um, I think this is the other thing. And you and I have talked about this. A lot of the New Zealanders and the Australians, we just haven't seen them in the last like three years because they've been racing inside a country. Um, same with Mike Phillips who won, God, I can't say Geelong, Geelong, Geelong. 70.3. And he won Ironman New Zealand a few weeks ago. Um, I don't think he raced outside of the region. I think in lockdown, he, he, he has a very good job. He's a, an engineer. And I think, you know, he, when COVID hit, he's just like, well, I'm going to go back and put my head down and build my house that he was building and, and do it. I I don't know if that happened. I'm I'm assuming. Um, and now, and, you know, and obviously trained, but then now we're just seeing what he, you know, he was, yeah, great. So he won, yeah, he won Geelong. Um, and then Grace Tech won on the women's side, which is, She's been on the podium six times, I think, or this yeah. was the sixth time, and it was finally she made the made the top step and stuff. Um, she is on the. Uh, she's someone I think her boyfriend lives in LA yes. or something. Yeah, and so anyway, she's about husband. to do. She has a sick husband. Husband now. She's okay. actually flying today, I think, but still to, uh, un- still unsure whether she was going to race it. And I was just like, what the hell? Just going, yeah. So yeah, she's on the start okay. of the first side, but she does do this thing because I saw her last year, like Escape, and um, 
a bunch of the races out here. She does, comes out here, and then she does, like, a whole bunch of races on the West Coast, and then yeah. so they kind of split their time. Because, um, yeah, I think there are some Australian and New Zealanders who just, like, flew in the last few years, and it varies. Some of them, like, were super dominant, and then they race internationally, and they just don't, like, they have to adjust, or they have, just like, a they different, I think it is a different it's style different, of racing. Yeah. yeah. And then some of them, like, they were dominant and they come and race internationally and it's like, oh, shit, who is yeah. this person? Yeah. So it really varies a lot, yeah. I feel like. Um, the other 70.3, so we had a bunch of, we had a bunch of races. Yeah. But the other 70.3 this last weekend was, and we don't Phil- know how to say Philippines. it. Philippines. So I'm just going to say it was in the Philippines. Big thing that jumped out to me was Sarah Crowley. Yeah. Is, she won. She was, and I think the thing about Sarah Crowley, right, is like, she's back. She's yeah. ready. Yeah. She looked good. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, just the last year or so, she had a rough few years for various reasons. Um, And I think a lot of people, again, sort of did a whole, like, rotor off and stuff like that. And then Mm -hmm. she's got things back together. I think she's super happy now, which I think is a massive, a massive plus. And, you know, happy, happy athlete, fast athlete, um, spending more time back at home and settled. And, yeah, she's firing i think again watch out watch out for sarah this year i'm gonna shout out to lauren brandon because she's my training partner and she came second <laughs> she came second. And she they had a great race time. she was so like she's had a rough few years as well just she has yeah. like training really well and stringing it together i do not actually though currently envy her she's like i've chatted to her throughout today and i'm like are you home then and she's like no i've still got 30 hours of flying to go and then she'll like <laughs> disappear for a few hours and she's like i'm back i'm like so where are you now? She's like, I'm just in Seoul with a seven-hour layover. And I'm like, holy fuck. I was watching her Instagram and Amy Van Tassel's, and it did look like the swag and that they had at yeah. the expo. Well, they got, like, their own... Little wheeler case. You know, sometimes, yeah, their own real wheeler suitcase yeah. that was, like, branded yeah. for the race. Very fancy. Which is, is <laughs> super good, but then I always panic because I'm always on, like, the limit of baggage allowance when I right. go to a race. And then when you right. think, you're like, it's fine because... You go into a race, you're going to come back with less because, you know, you've used nutrition and stuff like that. And then you're packing after the race. And I'm like, how do I have three times as much shit coming back? Like, this is not possible. I'm meant to have used this. What do I do with what this? What do I do with it all? But yeah. And this is why everyone's glass bowl coming home from St. George broke. Mine didn't. <laughs> Mine got from St. George back to the UK, back to Spain. It's sadly in Spain, though. I do. I would quite like to have that bowl here. I don't know whether I'm going to bring it out again. It might break the next time out. It did have to carry that. I did take, I traveled home with it or traveled back to Europe with it, but it was in a third carry-on bag. It had its own separate third carry-on. Carry and I was so ready for like the air, and it was wrapped in the St. George towel as well. And I was so ready for them saying, uh, you have three carry-on bags. And I'm like, yeah, but this is a glass bowl. And I can't not take it. <laughs> I, it is funny because there's so many races now and it's like hard. And obviously I'm not saying like we don't pay attention on them and they're not like worthwhile to somebody, but obviously there's a reason that we kind of are like, okay, no, these are the ones that are actually big yeah. and actually important. You know, yeah. there's a reason there's tiers now in the PTO yeah, yeah. ranking Ooh. system. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's why I think a lot of people, I mean, besides the fact that obviously triathlon's still heavily American, like from a, yeah participation standpoint that's the other reason everyone gets pumped up about oceanside because it does feel like kind of the first it is big yeah ish it's always the first of the year it's always the first hit out that you get some of the big matchups of athletes right. and you're you know especially sort of maybe off the back of kona or whatever races was the last race and you're sort of 
you don't know where everyone's at, but Oceanside is the first time people kind of show their cards or whatever for the year. Um, the other thing that's funny, though, is it is still, and this is what Christ made, we were talking about this before air, is like, okay, so the World, the world Triathlon Championship Series they had their first race in Abu Dhabi like a month ago, yeah. right? And people were like, oh, it's early. You can't read a lot into it. But no, there are six races of that series in the year. They all count. Oceanside yeah. is early, and you can't read that much into it because there's like yeah. 24 yeah. of them, and it's still just a $50,000 70.3, and it doesn't actually matter any more than anything else. So actually, you do get a lot of people that like, and do not that yeah, well. And, and but and then they're going to be on when exactly. October comes. And this is, this is yeah. a crazy thing. Like, with the number of races that we now have, like everyone's goal and priority is different. Like some of the girls, right. men, girls racing in Oceanside will be targeting 70.3s, 100 Capitio races. And so actually they might be that bit more primed going into Oceanside right. and want a good hit out. Other athletes, Kona is the goal. And so Oceanside is just like a, yeah, I'm, I'm just breaking up the training. It's nice to go to the coast and not be in a trainer, on a trainer in the snow see some sunshine, have a bit of a hit out, see where I am, and then go back. To so, like, yeah, you, you're right. You can't... You can't read, you can't like, read, that You can never read into, into it. it. Yeah. But that's really hard, though, as well, though, as an athlete, because your performance is always on display. Right. So, and you always, people... So it doesn't matter what your reasons, expectations, training is. People are always looking and make that judgment, or you feel they do, and then by the next day, you're the chip paper, and everyone's forgotten, and no one really gives a shit, but... Well, because, okay, so, like, last year, Oceanside was crazy. It was a really good race. It was super exciting. I was down there for work. And I – and Daniela had a terrible day, right? Yeah. She was, like, 13th or something. I don't know. And, and then she also got a penalty. Whatever. But I remember talking to her after, and I was like, what happened? And she was like, I don't know. It just sucked. And everyone – and I remember everyone was being like, oh, she doesn't even seem that upset about it. Like, she's not even – her heart isn't anymore. She's over. She's done. <laughs> and, like, five weeks later, she, she like, won stage crushed. <laughs> like, crushed everybody. <laughs> Destroyed <laughs> most men as well. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah. you know, let's not, let's not. Exactly, and, exactly. and you don't know, like, where, you know, people, if they are, have got a full distance coming up in the next few weeks, like, is, are the they Texas literally or, just training yeah. through, and it's like, a sh anyway, yeah. So, it's all, that being, all said, that being said, I do think, like, there are athletes who, all the things we just said are true, and then there are athletes, like, Jan does not go to a start line that if he does true. not intend to win. Yes, like, uh, he he just, like, will not yes. show up. He would not fly to California if he wasn't going to win. No. Like, that's just yawn. And, put, uh, and, and I, I would also... say put a marker down. Fire a shot. Oh, yeah. He's also pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, in his, you know, very uh, upper German class. Polite. German kind of professional way. Professional way. <laughs> um, he is very unhappy. Everyone, like, yeah. that everyone has forgotten about him. Yeah. 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 So oh, I would yeah. say they haven't forgotten too much because there's 72 men who signed up to, <laughs> to have their chance at yawn. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think he, So short yeah. of like him getting a flat, like I just don't yeah. I don't see it. I, yeah, I think like you said, he doesn't really show up unless he's no. fully happy that he's gonna be Yeah. Chase uh, and I know sorry, Ben not Canute, chasing but charging at the front. Charging, yeah. And controlling and I know, like, it ben however Canute, he wants to control it. However he yeah. wants to control it. And I know like and I was about to say I know Ben Canute like wants number three or number four, whatever it is. I like I saw him a couple weeks ago, and he's, like, been in Oceanside for the last month, like, training. Yeah. They, like, got an Airbnb. So I know he wants to win. I know, right? Like, Jackson obviously yeah. won last year. Jackson actually has the number one bib because he won last year, and no one expected him to win. And doesn't doesn't really matter what everyone yeah. thinks. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like it's who crosses the line. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. But I still think God's going to win. And Lionel obviously pulled out because he's having 
So here's an interesting thing. He said he's been having bad, like he, bad fatigue issues. Like he trained really hard and then he just like couldn't even get out of bed the next day. And then this happened to him a couple of times. And it's, and I'm just curious if it's like a post from his crash at Miami. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's since he's got back from Miami, isn't it? So yeah. it would be. And yeah. it's also Super League. Like, so he did Super yeah. League, Miami kind of back to back. But then, yeah. And he does like to put himself in a hole. Yeah, but apparently, but, but you know, if, if he can't get out of bed, like. That's pretty, you know, yeah. That's a pretty Because he flag. will, like, yeah, do anything. So yeah. he's not racing. Um, but, and then, like you were saying, we both think uh, Leo Berger is actually the dark horse yeah. that might surprise everyone. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, it was a shame. It's he, a little long for him. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm not sure because I was trying to think last year, and unfortunately, he just won world the world um, world triathlon yeah. series, and then was going to race Daytona, but unfortunately got sick. Um, mm-hmm. So we haven't really seen him in a bigger field over half distance, but I still think he's. He's a, he's one that maybe people might not be totally aware of. The thing of. about, the thing about Oceanside is that run is like the kind of concrete where like if you're not used to running that long, yeah. off the, like it just yeah. beats your legs. You know what I mean? Like it's just like oh, and, this is terrible. You know, Sam Long's racing. I wouldn't. Sam Long's racing. Put it. You know the, how he raced on how he rode his bike. Let's say in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think he'll be pretty fired up for us as well. It's a rough swim now that they yeah. put it Oceanside. Yeah. People underestimate, especially people coming from the East Coast. Anyone here who's planning on racing it and coming from the East Coast, like, people who, like, haven't seen an ocean, at least, yeah. you know, over the winter, it can get some surf. Yeah. And it's, like, and even for the pros, it can be rough, like, just getting out of the break. Yeah. And so that tends to favor not just stronger swimmers, but swimmers who are, like, used to that. Yeah. Like, Holly does well because she, like, swims down there all the time. Yeah, or used to. She's now in Boulder. Or used to. But yeah, yeah. But yeah she true. used to. She used to be, she's, she's LA based, so she's in the ocean all the time. Uh, I think it does tend to favor those, yeah. The, 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 the strongest women or those who have that ITU background that are used to doing, running in and out and that sort of thing. I remember last year, it like, because the other thing is, uh, you, I mean, if you are familiar with ocean, like, you know how like sets come yeah. in different, so in like, seven, if, you, if it? it just ha- if it just happens to be coming when your wave yeah. is about to start, it can be like, oh, shit. And you look out, you're like, oh, shit. And when the pro women were starting last year, I remember it was just like, oh, no. And they, like, ran out and this huge wave, right? And this one girl just, like, turned around. And she was like, nope. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not doing this. I used to be like that. Um, we used to – see, I when I started triathlon, I was in Sydney, and we would do two, two swims a week in the ocean, like open water swimming, which was amazing. Um, and I definitely think it helped me as a getting into the sport. I'm not saying, you know, not obviously my swimming was never great, but just in terms of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, water skills or open water skills right. and stuff. Feel for Feel the water. For the, but getting in and out of the waves or catching a wave. Now, but I, and, and then on the other hand, I'd say that as soon as it got super big, I was like, I'm in the cafe. I'm going for breakfast. Like, I don't need to be swimming in these big waves. <laughs> I'm like, and then, and some of the guys, like it they're like, you know, the old, the old boys and the right. old girls that swim every day of the year down at Bondi. And then they're not triathletes, but they're open water swimmers. And they're right, like, the right. bigger, the better. And I'd sit in the cafe looking out at the ocean, you know, tough life at Bondi Beach. And just see this massive wave come in and see these bodies like vertically surfing down. And then they'd all come in and they'd just be like, high as kites, absolutely love it. And I'm like, nope, 
Nope. 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 I hate nope. it. I, I hate like, it. I, I, oh. I don't even like, I swam down at Oceanside when I was there last yeah. year and I got tumbled and I, and it I wasn't even, it wasn't that bad yeah. when I went out and I yeah. hate it. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's awful. Not a yeah. I think I'm also just really small. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I do not like it. Yeah. Uh, but on the women's side, um, like we just mentioned, yes. Holly, yes. she does tend to do well that. Uh, there are the women. I was like, the, how's the way to explain it? Like, there are far fewer women because obviously all these guys signed up. Yeah. But the men on the men's side, like, yes, you have a couple like big names, but then there's 50 guys that like you've never heard of. Yeah. And then on the women's side, there's only like 20 something people, but like eight of them are like fairly big names. Yeah. We basically don't have all those people that like, just like. Just in, that you just randomly fill the middle. <laughs> like we don't have that in track. You said that, not me. Yeah, I don't think it makes our. I don't think it actually changes whether or not the top. I don't think it changes the top of the race, right? No. Like we don't like, like me. When I I would be that person and, and have filled that spot at Oceanside, and I did. But like, I don't think me being out there like changes yeah. whether or not like Holly it or Paula it adds, wins. It right? adds a. It adds another number adds to yeah. making the women's field look bigger. And but I could have not. a banger of a day and end up like seventh or eighth, and that's cool. That's great. Yeah. At Oceanside, not right. <laughs> like I'm not saying at Oceanside because Oceanside's crazy. And like anyway, that's the equivalent in the yeah. men's field. This is just like there's more of those people. Yeah, there's anyway. a bigger there's a bigger group of um, that next tier down of guys yeah. that could all have great. You know, any one of them could have a great day and break up, or you know, they just they're going to make a really solid race. Whereas we just don't have that depth in the women. I think we have a great top end of women, but the, mm-hmm. the drop off perhaps is, is bigger. Um, right. But so the point being that it's still that. going to be quite a race for the top five. Yeah. And I still it's think kind of crazy. And I yeah. still think then like even whatever you call it, minor place or lesser place, there could still be some great battles between those athletes. Oh, yeah. Cause they're all kind of very similar as well. Um, um you actually have like quite a lot of people at the top end in the women's race, though. You because you have, uh, I think Paula's going to win it. Paula Finley, who has won it before, yeah. Um, she also just like looks very on form yeah. for this distance. Uh, Holly has won it before, yeah. and she looks very on form for this distance. But then, like we were talking about, you have Chelsea and Cat, who I think are targeting longer course races later this year. Yeah, <laughs> but they are very, very good athletes. So you just like never know. And, and also, they're happen. they're both racers. Um, right. you know fire the gun and they'll you know they they race and they race the other women um i would say i think chelsea is probably in a more targeted for this race sure. space if that makes sense i think cat is because she is a racer and she wants to race but it is more like let's see where we're at body wise you know she is doing texas she also like and the goal I mean, is october also, and she's this is her four first months race after... from a crash or whatever yeah getting yeah. hit by the car it's yeah. just, you need to get one out of the way yeah, to remember totally. how to do it for totally sure. and like we just mentioned Graysec, who isn't sure if she's gonna race yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know i'm just she's still deciding i'm just sc- scanning down and you've got like tamara jewett like definitely don't write her mm-hmm. off if she has a swim that she had at collins cup like she's right up there and then I mean, she can run and she can yeah. run sophie watts we haven't seen for a year or so but she had a couple of great races a couple of years ago um she actually beat Rinny at like Augusta yeah. last year, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, um, my, again, like a bit of a dark horse, I think in there would, might be Maya Stage Nelson, like coming over mm. from Europe. Uh, I think she's doing Texas. So I'm assuming that's why she's over. Um, right. She's a really solid, she was third in Miami last year or whatever it was, or they, I don't know, one of the races, but she's a really great athlete. And I think maybe she's flying under the radar just because, again, she's not American. 
she's European, she's coming over. Maybe people might not have her quite targeted. We don't care about the I know Europeans. You don't care about her. We just, she's really lovely all, as well. I like Maya. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I like Maya. <laughs> she should win oh. on... Yeah. I mean, I think the other reason people are excited, though, is that it is also the first race we're going to have live coverage of this year. Yeah. Well, okay, I know World Try has coverage of, like, the short course races, but those are at, like, 2 a.m. my time. Yeah. But this is the first long course race we're going to have live coverage of, um, which will just be nice. Yeah. Be like, good nice to just to be able to actually see it. And it's Saturday know? race, isn't it? Ocean it is side, Saturday. Yeah. At, like, they, it is Saturday. Coverage starts at 6 a.m. Men go off at 6.40. I believe the women go local, five minutes. Local time. Six Your four, time. P- Pacific time. Pacific time. Um, and it's on Outside Watch, which you can yeah. get by going to, like, OutsideTV.com, whatever. Yeah. Or you can download their app. Uh, I'm sure Triathlete will also have it up since Triathlete's part of the Outside family. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have, like, a, a big article up on their site. Oh, yeah. Uh, so those are the ways to watch it. And I think they're doing, like, full you know full coverage like full announcers all that kind of thing so yeah i don't know who it is yeah. announcing it's not me this week but yeah i'm sure they've they've got some good they've got the sure they've got some people i'm sure they've got the good, the good people in and people watch it because last year i did it i again i was there for work and it was our first kind of um race that we were doing like under the outside umbrella doing with iron man so i was down there to kind of like help make sure it went smoothly and i did like a spot on like you know and now we're gonna talk thing. to kelly yeah yeah, and do you know how many people texted me that they saw? So I was like, I guess people watch. Yeah, like, yeah. there you if go. If you show it, people will watch it. <laughs> it's amazing. So it'll be very exciting, uh, and I guess good luck to everyone. I am actually like really glad I'm not racing it. I kind of hate that race. I've only like, ever done it, it once, I think, and I was semi-injured, so you didn't have a great run from what I remember. Yeah. And remember, the section that you cannot go above the speed limit, oh, yes. they mean it, they have disqualified many pros yes. for that. Yes, so. there is a downhill section. Actually, I should message a few of the pro women that are doing it for their first year going, do not forget, do not try and... The uh, thing to know for the, the pro limit. women, here's my tip. So the pros have a higher, like you're allowed to go 35 or something, like 24, whatever. It's a higher mm. max that you're allowed to hit. And the age groupers have a lower one. It's like 20 miles an hour. And so if an age group guy goes in front of you before you start going down it, you're not allowed to pass him and you get stuck going. So just keep that in mind as you're entering the no pass downhill, no speeding zone yes. that you do not want to get stuck behind. And they do it. They have a speed guy. trap at the start and at they the finish do. and they take your split. And it's not about getting a preem for that section. <laughs> it's not the and fastest you DQ could do. And you. they will DQ you and have DQ'd Absolutely. many people. Because this is the US military and they do not mess around. Yes. So... <laughs> Yes, I was going to say, they should just start saying, if you go too fast, we'll just shoot you. We'll just sniper you. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, all right. Nope. Uh, not going to be there, but we will talk about it. We will watch it. We will be eyes on the broadcast. We'll get so. the insight from the, the, the people insight. that were there. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. Good luck to everyone. So I am very excited today to welcome not just an incredible female triathlete, but also a good friend and mentor over my triathlon years. I do feel we should be doing this with a glass of red wine um, <laughs> to drink at the same time. What were we thinking? But yeah, I know. My, my guest today, she's one of the best female triathletes of all time, and she's not finished yet. She's clocked up, and I'm sure she'll correct me because I, I want to make sure I've got this right, 71 iron distance races 
in no and in that 11 wins over the full distance 21 70.3 victories she's an author a coach she's the ultimate side hustling pro she's also <laughs> now the mother of two boys mac and crew i could go on and on but you guys don't want to listen to me talking. You want to listen to my guests. So Meredith Kessler, MBK, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Welcome to the Triathlon-ish podcast. How are you? I am great. I'm loving the Triathlon-ish name <laughs> because I like how we can go into the ish part as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's perfect. Totally. We can, we can go wherever. I do feel like with a glass of wine, we would probably go down all sorts of, uh, sorts rabbit of random holes. things. Yeah, you know rabbit it. holes. Well, talking about bunnies and rabbit holes, <laughs> but, um, you've just come back from Ironman New Zealand where you finished yes. fourth place and that was your 71st Ironman, yes. is that right? You're incredible. Seventy first finish. I wish I could 71st tell you. Seventy first finish. I wish I could tell you seventy six finish, but I have five DNFs, so that was. Which, uh, to be fair, yeah. as a percentage mm-hmm. record, is not that bad at all. <laughs> Just five out of right. the seventy minus um, maybe the twenty. I've probably walked the Queen K. You know, <laughs> the walk of shame. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. We've, we've all we've all been there, right? But. You've so you've raced in New Zealand, I think, for over eight years. Like you've for got five, yeah. five wins. You are pretty much the queen of Taupo, or I should say yeah. Topo. Yeah. Um. You've had a second, third, and fourth, and then you've had two seventy point three wins as well. Is that right? 100%. You're so good, Sid. Yes. Awesome. And so it is a special place to you. It is. But what, I think what nine. do you mean going back? Yeah. What yeah. do you mean going, is it nine years? It, well, so yeah, nine years of the full. Cause I think I got, cause remember I was pregnant with Mac. I got third and it was going for the six feet and I was so upset. Right. I was yeah. barfing along the course. I was like, what's wrong with me? And I, I was so upset. I let the town down and I, I was like, Meredith. And then Never, we were pregnant, but... <laughs> remember? But like, yeah, so two thirds, you're right. A second. And a fourth. Yeah. So that was my ninth time, ninth year. And it's like, it feels like more, but like being back there was so, as you know, well, no, because Taupo loves you too. Um, Just very special. And to be honest, (laughs) it's what got me through the race. I mean, (laughs) at the time, five months, like he had basically just while I was over there turned six months, like the, the couple days I got there and I don't know, just like the muscle in between my ears is what worked the hardest and and muscle memory from 71 Ironmans. But like, I, I'm the first to admit, like, dude, I, I, I was prepared mentally is what I'm telling you. But physically, I had done everything I could for having a baby. But I hadn't ridden outside, right, as I mentioned, for 15 months because I was pregnant. I don't ride outside when I'm pregnant, not because I think it's wrong, but because I don't trust myself (laughs) when I'm not (laughs) pregnant to ride outside. (laughs) And then I obviously I haven't. It's been our winter here, so I've been doing all trainer rides. But then to go from 15 plus months of not riding outside to like chip seal, that was a scene. And, you know, I'm not a technical writer anyway, and they put all these kind of new turns in. So Paul Buick um, was like, oh, we've got some work to do. It's Tuesday, but the race isn't until <laughs> Saturday. We can do it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Because I, I, I know that area and, and the town and the place, it helped me. And, and honestly, the four-loop uh, run course is savage, but it's also great because you can draw on that energy from the town. Yeah, because what is it about that race that is mm-hmm. so special? I think because when I was in my early 30s, 
it was like, why does no one do Ironman New Zealand in March, right? It's coming off the winter in the U.S., right? And I was like, you know what? I've always dreamed of going to New Zealand. I'm going to check this out. So that, what what was it, 2012? Yeah, because it had been 11 years, right? So um, I was like, I'm going to go and do that. And I just never looked back. At the time, I lived in San Francisco. It was a you know 12-hour flight, SFO to Auckland, drive to Taupo, boom. Um, now it's a little longer to get there, but it's all good. Um, so I just, it's funny, I met Sandy, you know, Sandy Turner, I met her, the, she was my very first Kiwi I met when I was there. And here we are 12 years later, um, picking up right where we left off. And I think it's that special bond you make with like your Kiwi family uh, that makes it so special. And the mayor gave me a key to the town, you know. Uh, like, well, oh, I was going to say, you, you, you literally have, you have the key to the city, the town. Well, I asked um, him, does that include, like, um, accommodation for whilst I'm there? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, well, I mean, funny, like, you, you would also, and I know you didn't this year, and we, we can maybe talk about that, but normally, like, um, Aaron, your husband, comes yeah. over with you, mm-hmm. and you would always post-race go up mm-hmm. to um, Poor a Nui. fishing lodge. Yep, Poor Nui, exactly. that's it. Poor Nui, yeah. yep. Good memory. Uh, and, and spend a few days mm-hmm. or for Aaron, I guess, fishing. Yeah, I just fishing sat there. there. So I it was nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of got those memories yeah. as well. Yeah. It was weird not having, here's the deal, Sid. Um, so <sighs> I was very perplexed about doing this. First of all, I, I had not planned on doing Ironman New Zealand. My first, my like, I, I've actually changed everything now, but I really, um, of these 76 Ironman starts, I've never done Placid. And so I had initially said, Oh, boom. Placid's going to be my first Ironman, you know? And then it's like, I don't know, uh, mid-December. And and as you know, I, I had my second C-section, C-section end of August, right? I was high on Oxy for a week. <laughs> first to admit that, hey, it's legal, but I was drugged up because I was in pain, yada, yada, managing a five-year-old and taking care of a newborn. And I walk. I didn't do any. This is different than when I had Mac because I think I swam two weeks post my C-section with Mac. I had a very liberal doctor because he told me I could do it after 10 days. And you know me, Sid. Even at day 10, I was like, dude, I can't swim right now. Anyway, so with Mac, I went back a lot faster. But like with crew, I knew like if I take the time now, maybe with my, you know, because my pelvic floor for, for a lot of women, for some not, which is great for others, it's horrible doesn't matter. Even so, I, I took the first five, six weeks, I did nothing. Well, like I said, first week plus high on oxy, week two, three, four, maybe walked three to four miles a day. And then at some points, I was like talking to my athletes. I was walking like nine miles a day with crew. I'm like leaving you polos. I'm like, yeah, it's great. I never walk. I'm never going to have time to walk. This is amazing. I took it all in. And at week six of like, no, not doing anything but walking for six weeks, that's when I started that journey back. And I remember it was October 1st and I was like, you know what? I have October, November, December and mid December. I was like on the treadmill in the dead of winter. And I was like, you know what, when at 44 years old, when are you going to have an opportunity to go to, to, to try to go to New Zealand and to be honest, and I'm going to be totally transparent. I'm 44. And my goal is again, cause you're two years below me, two and a half years. So like I got time at least for two and a half years to be the <laughs> oldest like woman to try to win an Ironman. But there's a huge asterisk by that. It's to yeah. pick Ironman races that maybe all the 25 to 30 year olds are not, or, <laughs> or all the like people in their prime or all the good, like, I'm not saying there's going to be amazing. Yeah. 
athletes at all the races. I'm just pick the smaller races, Meredith. And New Zealand is always typically a smaller race, right? Because it's at a weird time for the Americans and it's a weird time of year in general based on Kona. So anyway, um, I was running and I was like, you know what, if I can get there with my miles and I can like figure it out and it all just, you know, I'm a big person of letting the universe just like guide the way and like things just kept falling into place. There's a huge, but it was like financially smart. It was physically smart for me to leave my family. And, um, obviously, and I, this, I want to make sure I have this disclaimer, this is motherhood. This is not a complaint, but I really truly, and I still, now that I'm back in it, haven't, I hadn't slept through the night in five and a half months when I left to go to New Zealand. And I was like, this is dumb. And, um, you know, I take a page from my peers who like a Chelsea Sodaro or a Jackie Herring, you know, they've had to make, um, I hate the word sacrifice, but I never really understood what it meant until maybe having my second kid and being like, wow, we do have to make the little sacrifices in our job. Um, because without sacrifice, and, and I'm going to say it, but then I'm going to have a disclaimer on this quote, without sacrifice, there is no victory. By victory, I don't mean necessarily a win. I mean, the victory yeah. for me was getting to, to Taupo, New Zealand, a place I love. Yeah. And so that is what was so special in that kind of pocket is that I was like very upset leaving my my husband, who's come with me every time. Mac has been there when he was one and two. He would have gone when he was three and four, but it was COVID. And then I was pregnant. And so he's even been there, right, twice. Um, but I was like, you know what, Meredith, you, you haven't slept through the night. You literally get off your bike at 90 minutes in sometimes, have to feed your kid, get back on the, on the treadmill, whatever yeah. it is. I was like, you know what? This is like a mini, like, let's take a mini reset, regroup, vacation with an Ironman thrown in, right? See your Kiwi people. Yeah. And relish in that and it's funny Sid I was as I was laying out all the outfits for Aaron literally with sticky notes uh, well let, let's let's just clarify yeah. not yeah. Aaron's outfits these are outfits for Mac exactly. and crew for right. Aaron to dress to dress I mean, the kids look, you're not like dressing him <laughs> right no and he's a smart maybe, guy. I don't know maybe you are true yeah. I should lay out but he wears the same thing every day so he's easy but yeah. um because he works from home <laughs> point is um Yes, you were laying out all the I clothes. I was laying out yeah. all the clothes and labeled crew Monday, Mac Monday, all Mac snacks, all Mac's dry goods for lunches. All he had to oh do was gosh. make the sandwich. I was, listen, he's fully capable, but he's also not. And it was just, I was trying to set him up for success. And the day they dropped me off at the airport, I was literally sobbing. And then Sid, I got on the airplane and I was watching like, you know, parents deal with like toddlers and babies and screaming was happening. I ordered a glass of wine. I was like, I'm yes, just going to sit yes. on this. <laughs> I was, I got like a lot of computer work done. I sit my yeah. little sad Blanc. I was like, you know what? Just take it all in. And honestly, yeah. it went by so fast. And my re-entry, I honestly relished in like eight hours of sleep at night. My boobs didn't like it, but that's a whole other <laughs> soliloquy. And then, um, uh, yeah, and then I could really be rested and prepare, in, I know, in a yeah. condensed amount of time. So it was worth it, is what I'm saying. And you and I always talk about fourth place is always so tough, right? It's off the podium. But honestly, Sid, fourth place was right where I was at for that race that day. Those girls, yeah. that that one, two, three, Hannah, um, or rather Els, Hannah, and Beck, they were so much better than me. But I did what I could for what I could do. Yeah. yeah. 
like there, there is there's so much in that that there's so many <laughs> things I want to drop into of what you just said I mean just the fact that when you know pre-covid and in your yes. that 2012 oh, yeah. 2016 17 mm-hmm. years where you were just dominant in the sport and those those mm-hmm. girls were like I don't mm-hmm. think they probably even started the sport and it's, <laughs> it has changed so much but it, it, you, it makes me laugh because you know after you had Mac mm-hmm. and you were trying thinking about Ironman New Zealand then which yeah. would have been like three months after Mac and that wasn't that possible. Was, but you did yeah. actually come back and race Ironman Texas I think it was six months that, and I remember you, yeah. you had a pretty horrific pregnancy with mm-hmm. crew as well and were sick. And I remember you saying, never again am I going right. to come back in six months of race. Right. Never again. And right. then and then slowly it was, it was like, oh, I'm actually going to go right. to New Zealand and, and do that. Right. And, but you've had to then, like you said, you've cha- man- had to manage that mm-hmm. differently. Like you, you did say you yeah. were, I think you've said in your blog, you were breastfeeding or yeah. you were having to... Yeah. Um, Pump, pump milk and oh give it away while you were in New that Zealand. That brought me and... joy, giving it. But what didn't bring yeah. me joy was the mastitis. I this is when it takes oh. a village. Like luckily, I because I had the Kiwi family and the ones the GP and he would have called me in an antibiotic for after the race because that's the problem with um, shitty uh, Amazon <laughs> like yeah. because I don't I don't pump unless I am away from them, which is never, I went to Miami for two nights. I got the same thing. I got a clogged duck. So it's just, it's just a weird, like boring thing, but it was interesting. And like, I was with Francine and Paul, France, Paul does ignores the whole situation altogether. As you can imagine, Francine <laughs> a typical, was a, nurse. a typical Kiwi, totally. Kiwi male who He's would like, not want anything to do know. with female-ish yeah, topics. She was giving me heating pads and cold presses and cabbage leaves and it all worked out, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's and, just part of it. Uh, yeah, but the other thing is, uh, and part of that, and you said you know, like you got on the plane, you had a glass of wine, you got a load of work done. Yeah, you're balancing so much mm-hmm. now as a mother of mm-hmm. two, but then still racing. How do you? Yeah. How how do you manage? Mm-hmm. And like, how has things changed yeah. now in terms of your training or how you are balancing that with yep. also looking after a five year old and a, a six month old? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, you know what? Some days are savage and I, I, it's funny. I just read Michelle Vesterby who we kind of have the same similar setup with, uh, having a four or five year old and then having a baby. And like, at the end of the day, I want to make sure I say we chose this. So like, I, this isn't of a complaint. It's just like, when you're in it, you're like, Oh man, maybe I should retire. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why yeah. I was like, no, I can, I can figure this out. And listen, it's also my choice to not get, um, like it, t- it does take a village, but it's not like I take, I don't take Mac and crew to like a daycare right now. It's not that they don't have, I, obviously I can't do it, do it myself. I can't watch both kids and train and work and whatever. But, um, you know, since we moved from California, which is right to Ohio where life for us, you know, Aaron and I were born and raised here. It's much simpler. And I also live in a very, as you know, like a neighborhood community where everything's within like a mile, right? Everything's close and efficiency is king. Um, Max also in school or Ducks Club. And then like I bank a lot on cruise naps. I figure that little mofo's up, you know, four times a night. He better take his nap, right? Like, <laughs> case in point today, I got a ride in and I could see him waking up early and then he's crying and Aaron had a, a work meeting. So he, Aaron works from home. That's a huge changer too, because he can kind of um, 
grab him for a minute till I figure out what finished my workout. Um, but today he sat next to me and played, which is like, he was definitely crying the last mile Why I ran, I don't know, six miles or something, but like, and that's stressful today. I was running. I'm like, this is super stressful. I should just have someone maybe set to come in this time to this time. But right now, Aaron and I have a routine and actually when Mac is, or rather when crew is nine months old. So in like a couple months, he can go to the club at the nine month mark um, and be like in what's called ducks club. And that will, that will be good. And then I can, I I just get it all. It makes me go faster and training. Cause I'm like, he could be up at any minute and you should see when he actually sleeps. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, wait, I'm done with my workout. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what do I do? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah it's a, it is a constant juggle. And to go back to your Texas, I was thinking about this. I raced Ironman Texas when, when Mac had just turned five months. And so this was actually, New Zealand was like three and a half weeks later, but I felt, yeah. I ran faster, if you can believe it. And, um, and I, I ran faster in Texas. I know the courses are different, but I actually felt better in Texas. Like I said, the community in, in Taupo is what got me through. I was like, oh, you're not not finishing. Dude, as you know, Sid, I've done 71 finishes, and every one I said I'm never doing another Ironman. Yeah. I'm already <laughs> on to my next one, so don't worry. I was going to say, we will, we will, we will come on there. to that. But um, I also wanted to, like, let's do it, like, nutrition-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a question from a friend sure. coming in. Yeah. Um, you've typically followed a fairly non traditional route with your fueling day-to-day and nutrition you love a glass of wine i applaud you for that you're not shy away from the cake the treat the no no right you know you you like your outback steakhouse and we love our chips and burgers post-race but then fueling in a race Mm -hmm. as well And I know that during, again, pregnancy with crew, you actually struggled to eat a lot of food Mm -hmm. and you could only eat like, was it Mm -hmm. like, I don't know whether it was pink sour patch or or something. It was like one one thing. Starburst. Starburst. That's disgusting. But that's the only thing I could get down. Yeah. So (laughs) how has that changed? And like for for going back to Ironman New Zealand this year, were you, could you, did you do anything different? Yeah. the yeah. world of nutrition in triathlon has moved on a lot. There's a lot of science behind it, but yeah. you've always kind of been fairly like just, it's fairly standard. It's Gatorade yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, Coke, Red Bull, what were you, Yeah, what were you eating? What were you eating in well, New you'll, Zealand? You'll get a kick out of this. Well, first of all, as you know, when, yeah, when I was pregnant with crew, I didn't do any, like I had water. I had some like Gatorade maybe and in some workouts. Because as you know, the only time I felt like I could cope was doing my 15 to 20 yeah. hours of, of movement a week obviously a lot of cheese swimming point is um so if you think about it i took a whole year plus off of having any like crazy fructose sugar la 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 and then i was like what in december when i was like oh goodness you're going to be doing an iron man here you need to have as you know i used to i, I use coda um, nutrition a lot i still would it's just hard to get from australia and so then i talked to you can because i don't know about you and again i'm older than you, but like your gut changes as you get older too. And I had read about you can, and I had like seen a, wow, it has zero sugar. Okay. Okay. Let me try this. So I connected with them. And so I had two months before Ironman New Zealand to use that product. And to be honest, 
I'm just trying to keep up with everyone. It's very hard to chew. So I needed like more of a liquid. And I love the the theme of you can't is just like the energy is in the bottle. And so um, I practice it. I felt like it sat well in my stomach, yada, yada, yada. And then you have you can mixed with kiwi lollies. Okay. Yeah, there we yes. go. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. That's what planes. you were waiting for. Jet planes. Jet planes. Whatever the it is. Natural. The, di- um, yeah. the natural. You know what? Yeah. Confectionery. Yeah. Here's the deal, y'all, is it's way better than American lollies. As as you know, Sid, not being American, you understand, yeah. though, that kiwi. So I had all this, like, good, no sugar, like, liquid, and then I was having my, my kiwi lollies. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, okay. That's fine. We had visions. I was talking with her. Um, well, I will dump her in it. It was Kate Ligler who wanted Perfect. to ask. <laughs> well, yeah. And knows. we were like, yeah, we, exactly. She knows. And we were like, was she eating chicken nuggets on the bike? Like, because that's that wouldn't surprise us either, sort of thing. It's that very, mm-hmm. very typical. And, and I know your post-race food is always kind of your McDonald's chips, I think it is, isn't it? Or, we went, yeah, we went yeah. to Burger Fuel. and Good. Got, I'm glad to it, hear that. But here was the deal. In Kiwi, there's so much... In New Zealand, they're so much more healthy. It was like Kumara yeah. fries and stuff. I yeah, felt healthy. It wasn't are. like McDonald's. Like, yeah. you better believe after St. George, I go right to McDonald's and get yeah. extra salty American fries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's brilliant. Now, one thing I love um, out the many things, but mm-hmm. what you started to do after Mac was born yeah. is after you raced, you started writing letters yeah. to Mac. And now, obviously, mm-hmm. you write a letter to Mac and crew mm-hmm. after each race. Mm-hmm. where where did that come from why and and what are you hoping mm-hmm. to kind of capture in that sure <sighs> thanks for asking it's funny I was you know how back in the day said before Instagram before Twitter like we have a blog right and we'd go to that yeah. our website honestly I haven't done a blog since I had Mac I think so five Isn't years it funny it was, how like it's just how no it moves really, on so quickly I don't think yeah. anyone I don't even think like Jan has a blog or Daniela or whatever it's all YouTube right yeah it's all YouTube which <laughs> honestly I can't even fathom that good on them obviously they're a way many tears I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> I'm waiting for your TikTok channel I'm waiting for your TikTok channel to come out <laughs> You'll be waiting a while. No, I love that people are doing that. Good on them. They have it figured out. I'm not good at that stuff. But I I was like, you know what? Oh, you've put yourself on mute. You've not. I, I nudged go. something. Sorry. Again. Um, I feel like I was trying to like kill two birds with one stone. Like, huh, maybe I can deliver like a, the lesson I learned in this race, whether it was like, yeah you need to suck it up and like work hard or whether it's mentally and just what I learned from it. So I was like, you know what? I have Mac at the time when I was writing him letters. And then as you probably remember, I went through a phase of long haul COVID. So I, I haven't had what yeah. like the good news of, of New Zealand. I want to talk to you about is that everything was great with Mac. Well, to be honest, Sid, the last time we won a race was when Mac was seven months and, and that's been a while. Right. And then, yeah. I mean, great at, at 40 years old, 41, 42, getting second, third, that's great for me, to be honest. I don't mind. Like as long as you're making money and still have passion in the sport, good on us. Right. Um, but what happened was then all of a sudden after Florida, when I came third to Cat Matthews and sky, I remember it. Cause I, 
hate Panama City, to be honest, but I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I hate flat races. I hate salt water, as we know, but I'm like, I'm every, every tick in the box that oh, you don't like. It was like awful, like, but I like, let's po- go there. I was like, I'm going to podium. Woo. And I got home from that race, got COVID and I, I was very miserable. And so for the next two two years dealing with it mm-hmm. and then the the um, the vaccine I got I got the uh, J&J vaccine it's it, I'm, I just feel like it put COVID back in yeah. me it doesn't matter so I struggled and then I had scar tissue in my lungs blah 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 and the the moral of the story is that talks about eat, you you said about my balanced eating while well, I was so desperate that I worked with this functional medicine doctor. And by the way, during this time, I'm, I'm trying to get pregnant with crew and it's not taking. Right. And so I'm like, at, so then I turned 44 and I'm like, I'm so thankful to have Mac. I'm done with not trying anymore. And that's what happens. But I was on this long haul COVID detox. So I was having no gluten, no dairy, anti-inflammatory diet. And again, that's people who eat like that. God love them. I, I think that's awesome. I'm not celiac. I I do fine with dairy. So I typically would don't eat like that. Um, but I was desperate. So I was like, yes, I'm doing it. And I was taking legal supplements, like certain supplements, Dr. Mike, Mark Hyman prescribed for long haul COVID. And then all of a sudden I was starting to feel better in training. And then I was like, uh-oh. And then I was pregnant. Right. And so it was like funny, you're on a long haul COVID detox. You've been trying to have a kid for a couple of years to no avail. That's okay. I was happy still. I wasn't dwelling. I was like, I'm 44, Meredith. You need to not you need to be done. And then I had my I had crew at 44, <laughs> which is crazy. So my point is is I to get back to that, the feeling is I feel like crew. Um, if you remember, remember my hamstring injury and then I got pregnant with Mac and I swear that helped cure me of my like hamstring injury. Cause I haven't been injured that much in, in training and I'm knocking on wood. Uh, I chalked that up to a lot of strength with Kate Ligler and my current strength coach. But um, then with, with crew, I feel like he healed me of, of long haul COVID. Right. And so that was another test for New Zealand. Like, trust me, it wasn't my lungs that were in pain. <laughs> it was my legs. <laughs> it was my resilience out there. So that kind of gives me a little bit hope for, the next X amount of months or this year in 2023. Okay. Well that you've segued pretty nicely on from that. <laughs> Cause, um, well, I was going to, well, I want to talk about what's next and yeah. what races you got lined up, but I also want to say like over your career to date, and I want to be very careful of being, this is not a conversation about <laughs> retirement or anything. I appreciate we're both in our four, early forties. That's okay. But I do still yeah. want to say to date. Yeah. Um, You've raced a lot of races repetitively. Like yeah. you go back to the same locations. And yeah. I was looking at your, um, I was looking at the results. Yeah. And I need to just find them in my page. And so obviously we said um, New Zealand was nine years and mm-hmm. it was a five times champ. Mm-hmm. Ironman Arizona, which you were three times champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you've, ra- have you raced 18 years there? Mm-hmm. The only That's time I, I didn't race. 12, 12 as a pro and then... And then I raced. It was my very six, first pro race, but I must have raced it. As I raced it twice in one year when it was used to be in April and then it was in November. Okay. The only yeah. year I didn't race it is Mac was born November 17th and I was in the hospital. Remember, I was watching everybody yeah. race it. Yeah. But yeah, I've so raced it every time. Arizona is that big. Yeah. And then... 
four times in Vineman, mm-hmm. 70.3. Mm-hmm. Three, and this is, and, and I'm saying at this point, I'm saying win. This is winning. So this isn't just going back and racing. This is going back and winning. So three times in Montremblant, 70.3. Three times St. George in 70.3. Now, you also mentioned um, uh, uh, earlier on in this chat, mm-hmm. and I'm actually really surprised that you've not raced Lake Placid. Can you believe it? But that's a new race. Mm-hmm. You've not done that one before. So. Yeah. Why, why, a couple of questions in it. Why the return? Mm-hmm. Is it just good vibes, good chi? Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you're, when you're winning, mm-hmm. it's nice to go back as defending champion. Totally. And, and, they may, and you keep winning. You kept winning. Right. Um, nice. So, yeah. So, why, let's start with the first bit. Why the go back to those over the, all <sighs> right. the years? It's like, yeah. So, when I talked about, like, I really do want to do, like, Placid, and that was the plan. But yeah. guess where I'm going next? It's St. George and Tremblant. <laughs> here's the yeah. deal. And why I want to say that is because here's the deal. It's like in the pointy end of my career here. And again, I say pointy end. I literally could rival Didi and be more like well, 50 plus. <laughs> that's another That's another. I was going to ask you as well. Let's just chuck it in here now. I was like, where have I put this? Will you yeah. still be racing at age 50 like Cam Brown or age 52 like Didi Griesbauer? <laughs> I seriously like might. It's funny. Now I feel it's the hardest time because they're so little. And I had said to myself, oh, once they have activities, I need to retire. And Mac, dude, dude like you should have seen my list for Aaron of all Mac. Mac didn't even know I was gone. He had so much to do before and after school or whatever. Um, but I feel like once I get, I like get them in a good place, it's like, and this goes to your point. Why do I want to go back to the, especially right now in the previously, I've always gone back because, Oh, I love it there. I know the course. And yeah, you've won there before. There's good vibes to be honest. A lot of the times, especially, St. George is one of my DNFs, as you know, at mile 22 of the run, as in four miles to go. I DNF'd. I was in second place to Heather Wirtel. She won. I DNF'd. And um, I woke up in the emergency room. I, I literally looked like a gam- goth vampire in the last whatever. I just didn't play my cards right with electrolytes. Anywho. Um, and then next the next year, that was more of a redemption. Like, Meredith, come on. You can do this course. Because I had gotten second, I think, to Heather the year before, and then I DNF'd, and then we won, okay, the following year. So, um, like, a Coeur d'Alene, too, I go back to a lot. I love it there, but, you know, now that I live in Ohio, I'm trying to keep things efficient. My time now with leaving kids, I want to go to some places that I know. Um, I am going to bring Mac to Tremblant this year in August 20th. It's a year before crew. It will be a year before crew turns one and that place is very special to me i think i was going through a hard time in my life um like around that time that i won the third time i actually my shin was really hurt too Mm -hmm. and i didn't matt dixon my coach at the time we were like i don't think you're going to be able to run this so just swim and bike as hard as you can and start the run and if you're hurt you're going to be done and i remember to like it was yesterday and it was probably what 2013 or 14 but so almost a decade ago, and I remember getting on there, and I'm like, all right, Meredith, just try to run. Your shin literally is about to, like, explode. And I swear it, that doing that run, it just healed me, and I've never – and, I, and I, I, we won that race. I couldn't believe it. And I just ran my heart out, and I was like, okay, my shin hurts, but it's going to be better. And then as soon as I finished, sure, it was sore, and then it never hurt again. 
it was actually kind of trippy. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, and I, I do like the community there. You know that my yeah. North America race is Tremblant, my American race is St. George, and my international race is New Zealand. And I just, <laughs> I, as you know, too, Sid, I'm a creature of habit. I've, I've been with the same guy since I was 14 years old. You know, it's <laughs> like, dude, just, you know, I can do the same run route every day if you want. Like, I don't let that uh, bore me or deter me from my passion. Yeah. yeah. Is, I think the first, I remember, that I think that it was the first year yeah. you won Montchon Blanc, the 70.3, because mm-hmm. I think that was, I just joined yeah. Purple Patch as well with Matt. Yeah. And I think that was actually, when we did a you camp. won. Uh-huh. We did a camp and then the race, yeah. and you won. And Julie Dibbons, my now Dude. coach, was second. And we biked together. And I yes. was third. Yes. And I have a picture from the, pre- like the press conference, it. which was like, blow like blowing my mind because I was a first year pro yeah and it's like you and Julie and then me and I'm just like sat in awe and let's say I came third by a long fucking way (laughs) you two were (laughs) another postcode but just and I think actually that was one of Julie's that was one of Julie's last races before she then retired I love it I remember being like oh my god you're riding with Julie Dibbins Try not to get starstruck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, yeah, she was such a, she is such an inspiration. Now look at her now. Oh, Crunkin. I know, she still, could still race if she wanted to. She was just like, oh, eh, she still good. kicks, she exactly. still kicks us on the bike exactly. for sure. Like she'll, we'll be doing, we'll be doing like a hard interval and she's just sat on the wheel and she'll then, she'll either be chatting to you really to piss you off because you're like <laughs> absolutely blowing out your ass or just before the end of the interview, interval, yeah, yeah. she'll like roll and she's, and she's on a road bike and you're of on course. your TT. Yeah. Just before the end of the interview, she'll like roll up alongside you and just be like, oh, I, you know, I'm really glad I could keep up with you on that one. My heart rate was like hardly above this. And you're like, <laughs> I love this. Fuck's sake. <laughs> and she does, she does the same with the boys. I love anyway, it so much. Yeah. So, so then like in, you mentioned again, you mentioned yeah. just then Heather Wirtel and yeah. you had some battles against her. We mentioned Julie Dibbons. Like, yeah. Is there an athlete that sticks out? in your races so mm-hmm. far that you've mm-hmm. had some of your fiercest battles and rivalries mm-hmm. with. Yeah. It's funny. I, I was thinking about this on the long travel back from New Zealand. Like a lot of our, like my peers of my time have retired that yeah. I'm very close to still the Rachel Joyce's, the, you know, uh, I could name it Jody Swallow. God, battling with Jody Swallow yeah. so many times. Caroline Stefan, Leanda Cave, Marinda, who just retired, right? Rooney obviously is a Kona champion and way above my level, but in especially in Kona, but I I have so many good bonds with them. And some of these women, we've had kids around the same time too. Um and so that was kind of special, but, uh, and then I, to this day though, I think one of my biggest battles was with, um, two, uh, two that, uh, Heather Jackson in Chattanooga. I just remember being like, this hurts so badly. She won. I got, I got second. And I remember this was, and then a week later we, we kind of evened out. I, uh, it was a kind of like similar battle in Raleigh and, and I won. So it was like crazy. And then in Vine Man, Melissa Rollison, um, oh, gosh, yes. again, another one who had, you know, of my time, um, even though I'm, I'm well older than her, but, um, we had a battle at Vine Man like she passed me and then I passed her back and it was just like, ah, so you, you love that. And when you like, I still remember with Leanda Cave, it was funny. She asked me to, um, she won Vine Man. It was a year, I think I got second and I had, 
<laughs> helped her with her wetsuit in transition. And I like, and she was like, see, if you wouldn't have helped me with your wetsuit, you would have won. <laughs> with my wetsuit, I was like, no, I wouldn't have landed. You are far ahead of me. <laughs> I was glad oh, to help funny. you with your wetsuit. Yeah. It was just, you yeah. know, that camaraderie is hard to find. Even nowadays, yeah. Sid, that, that's really hard to find in the world. Or like the Lindsay Corbins, the Sarah Piampayanos, the Beth McKenzie's. These are all people of my time who have done such great work in the triathlon world. And then now they're like literally retired. I'll, the people I named before that. And now they're doing so much yeah. more, whether it's in the sport of triathlon or outside of it. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the names... It, it, it's funny like when you just mentioned those names as well and they were so relevant to me in mm -hmm. my early years mm -hmm. um and I started the sport quite late mm -hmm. um but then now yeah they're they're retired but the whole era of the sport right. is like changing and yep. stuff so off that is there anyone and maybe it's out of the list that you sure. just mentioned a little bit repeating the question is there any athlete you'd like to race again or is there an athlete that you never really raced again i know like let's take kona out of it because yeah. the best of the best were yeah, there yeah, yeah. and you were still you're still one of the i know you didn't have your greatest days in kona but yeah. you're probably one of the best athletes in the world outside of that in terms of your your resume so is there one athlete in your career that you would like either like to go back and race again mm -hmm. or never got the chance to race or let's do with three options a current athlete that you would love to race against god i have so many but you know who i really appreciate currently is cat matthews um having had my share of crashes remember i had three concussions in a year that was horrific right and um you know the athlete in us i i remember i like got in that crash and i was like no i'm racing next week you know um but I mean, Kat, I think I, I've, well, we, we always joke that I'm her swim domestique, <laughs> which, dude, if I could just do that the rest of my career, I would love it. Like, if I could just be someone's domestique and, like, get a commission and then, like, be done for the day, I'm cool. Um, we know triathlon's, like, not like that, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to start a wave of, like, but now I'm old and so, like, I don't think I'd be a great, I might be an okay swim domestique, but not, not really. But um, my point is I really appreciate her mindset, if you will, on like the adversity that she's undergoing right now. And I, I believe, and I'm not sure we haven't touched base in a while. I believe she's lined up for Texas or at least is in the running for Texas, but I'm sure, I'm sure has her struggles with, the roller coaster of having had a bad bike crash or accidents and it's just awful. And so I, I like racing people like Kat Matthews because they're, um, they don't dwell in negativity, like, woe is me. And this happened to me. And I'm, I'm, you know, that's a bump that I'm just so upset and I'm never, cause I think Kat realizes there's life outside of triathlon, right. The ish that we talk yeah. about. And, yeah. um, and I appreciate that about her. So, so I'm going to say, yeah, Kat Matthews. And my other one I was going to say is if I could pull that dibs back into out of retirement <laughs> to race again, that would be my number one because she lets me give her a hug is what I'm saying. She's like, all right. She does. Fine. Oh my God. Oh yeah. She's That's like, like unheard from of Ohio. She knows she's like, all yeah. right, bring it in. Come on. I'll take <laughs> it. And so, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. 
And if you, if and when, I'm reckoning, I'm going to say, okay, we may not be there, Cam Brown, 50 years, but <laughs> when you come to that time in a few years or whenever it is yeah. that you might start racing professionally, will you carry or which of the three sports will you carry on with or which will you drop straight away? I bet you or can well, I bet not. I bet you can guess what one I drop <laughs> right straight away. I'll never not run and I'll never not yeah. um swim. But yeah. it's funny. Someone asked me that recently. I will likely like look, I'm not the best skilled rider. I'll probably Zwift race my tits off. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I love my Zwift team. I love our, our, our group rides, our team rides, because as someone who grew up a team athlete up until I was 21, yeah. when I had my it's midlife like crisis and I was like, what sport am I going to do? And I dropped myself in an Ironman two weeks later. It's like, I love that. So I, I can see myself still riding. I just probably won't ride outside unless it's recreational, <laughs> like, like, like on a, like, like basket bike <laughs> yeah when that, when uh mac and when mac yeah, and crew to go get bike. ice cream yeah, yeah. so i feel yeah, like yeah. that oh, i'm just not sounds I'm like just the best not riding. good enough even in new zealand i was yeah. like thank god these roads are closed you know <laughs> <laughs> all right um a few more race sure. related questions then so we talked about so this year st george and mont blanc coming up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have qualified for Kona mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. That was I struggle with that. because of pregnancy mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that a yes or is that a no? Because I know as well, yeah. you were gonna, you were, you'd qualified for Kona a few years ago, and you were not gonna race it mm-hmm. um, just because of everything yeah. that happens in Kona. And, yeah. and you were also trying to get pregnant at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think, yeah. And it was off yeah. the back of Co- it was off the back of COVID. And then they moved it to St. George, yeah. which obviously we've talked about <laughs> yeah. has some good memories. And you were like, I'm back in the game. I want to totally. go to the world champion St. George. Next second, you're pregnant with crew. Yeah. Um, and the world didn't quite fall in. Yeah. They fell into place in one way, which is great because you know how a gorgeous boy totally. and second child, but obviously totally. it didn't work for St. George. However, that has then put you into having a yeah. for uh, 2023. Yeah. Are we going to see yeah. you back on the big island? Okay, so I struggle with this because, and I could get teary about it because I I recognize that people would dream to have a slot for Kona, and that's where I struggle, like, big yeah. time. Like, God, people, Meredith, people dream of getting a slot to Kona. You have one. You have one, and now you're not going to go? It's like, what? But then I'm like, I would not... For a race like Kona. So so I guess what I'm saying is I haven't replied to Heather Fur's email yet because I just don't know if that's a smart decision. It's not about me anymore, right? It's about my family. Yeah. New Zealand was a great decision for me. Yeah, I made a little money. That's great. But I was also in a place that I love, right? It's not that I don't love. Do you know how much, as you know, you do know how much blood, sweat, and tears literally are on that Queen K. And I've succumbed to that. Um, like, look, I have that never get up mindset, but dude, I've tried every which way in Kona. <laughs> and so at 44 and oh, actually I'll be 45 by the time Kona rolls around. Maybe I should wait to 2024 where it's somewhere else. <laughs> so, well, yeah. that was going to be my next question is then it will be, a, it will be a niece in 2024. Yeah. But then it's is like, that more, oh, is that more appealing? Technical. I know. <laughs> I know. You've got the descent of riding. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but it's funny. I'd rather do niece than Kona. Cause I know like how yeah. terrible I am at the, that 
there's something in that bay that just is like when I talked about the energy of the other places, like I land in Kona and I'm instantly like, man, even though I've spent so much time there, I've drilled in like everything. But so right now I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a soft maybe for Kona because as you know, said, it's so expensive to get there. Honestly, I'm not Jan Ferdinand. I don't get like, as I shouldn't get everything paid for to get there. I live in Ohio. It's like a, it'd be like a 10 grand feat, let's say, if I really wanted to get ready for it to get like 20th place, if I'm lucky. I mean, I look back even to when I got seventh and I'm like, that performance would get me like last, like near the the tail end of last. You know what I'm saying? Because that was in 2014. We're nine years plus later and the the competition has risen. I mean, Chels doing eight, whatever. It's insane. Like I can't even fathom doing that on that course, you know? So it's amazing, but um, I just don't think it's smart, a smart decision for me or my family to do that. And I honestly, I would never leave my, I, I'll leave my family for New Zealand for that luxury that I got for that, that week. Yeah. But I don't know. It's not worth it to me for, for Kona. I don't think unless yeah. it is, unless the sponsor was like, we'll pay you 50 grand to go. Like, all right, see you guys. Yeah. I'll be back. Done. That's, I'm that's done there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously not going to happen. So yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I have another race question, but I'm going to leave that to the end. Okay. I'm going to finish with that one. I think so sure. we're going to get, and, and you talk again, you, you talked about it there, like your performance in that seventh and then now and yeah. how much the sport has changed. Yeah. Now you were very integral in starting up the professional triathletes organization Mm -hmm. and you were one of the the early pros that got together i think it was bahrain yeah said we need to do something um what was it that drove you one to start that pto and how you've seen it develop like over the last couple of years and where it where we are with the sport now yeah well first of all i can't believe we haven't talked about this congrats on being on the board they need people like you honestly and i'm not trying to be like weird but they need squeaky wheels like you and i to like help the sport grow and it's funny looking back to the bahrain days where rinnie and jody swallow and james kunama and and tio and heli frederickson and she's another one she and alicia k were like my favorites to race with too um so like Looking back to that, we all put in fifteen hundred dollars back then, didn't you too? I feel like you did. I know what. I, I I was. You guys put in a lot. I was one of the early members that Whatever. I paid. It That's wasn't. Just, but yeah, we since got paid. Yeah, but back. But we did it because you saw it. Yeah, yeah. we since got paid yeah. back, which is amazing. But like, I mean, yeah. years later, when Charles had kind of took the vision, and and now it's obviously in the hands of many smart people. But um, my point of telling you all that is like. At the end of the day, triathlon is a great sport, but unless you're in it, it's kind of like NASCAR driving. Unless you're in it, you don't even understand it, right? And the goal of triathlon, whether it's it's not going to happen overnight, it might not even happen for another 10 years, is to get it to be semi like the NFL, NBA, NBA, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just not there yet. And so... There are these people now that are the mindset behind the PTO that can see that vision that we all had back in 2011 or whatever it was, um, because it could be so much bigger than it is. Like, why are we seeing cornhole and darts on ESPN? 
That's amazing. Those people make way more money than freaking triathletes. But it's like, come on. The performances that these gals are putting up, yourself included as as being top 10 in two world championships this year, like that should be on the news, you know, on ESPN, on all the things. And so um, it will get there. It's just going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of time, as you see, being on the board, having been on the board, obviously my tenure on the board is up. But now having the new wave of triathletes, while still having some like old guns. And I mean that nicely to you, like being like, who's been around the block, who understands it is a really good thing for the sport. So we just want it to be upgraded. The sport of triathlon needs to be upgraded and it can be if it has the right people behind it to do so. And is, and how like a lot of the pushback we get is around, oh, the, the long distance racing, it's not a media product or it's not entertaining. Like how, was there any discussions with that early group or what do you see now mm-hmm. kind of those years later in, in how we can mm-hmm. develop that side of it and tell right. those stories? Well, it's funny. It it just needs funding, right? Funding to have legal distance motos or yeah. freaking, I don't know, drones. Drones. Really? I've been pushing right. for drones, drones. lately. What? Like Drones is great. I watched, draft of drones. I watched the um, Cycle Cross World Championships, yeah. which is literally like in a wood, in a forest, they're jumping over fences. And the live coverage was from drones. And so you had these amazing, incredible shots, close up. You felt like you're in the race. There's no drafting. There's no bike in the way. And that's going through trees and woods and stuff. And I'm like, right. our courses are pretty straightforward. And I appreciate you can't have drones yeah everywhere through licenses but yeah i'm like yeah like push the drones just so you know there's like everyone in our world nowadays everyone finds something negative and of course if a moto is 30 feet away from someone they're instantly not in the right place but um i think capturing the stories behind the athlete too it really is interesting to the everyday chap who doesn't know what triathlon is, but they see this inspiring story about someone who's crushing it, you know? So it will happen. Like literally when we're like in our sixties, Sid, all of a sudden triathlon will be the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll be like, God, how do we miss this? <laughs> yeah. I know. I that I always now feel like the PTO. I'm like, I, I really, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be weird, but like, if the PTO was started when I was ranked first in the world back in 2010, yeah. 11, 12, you and I, we'd well, be make a lot of money and happy. Well, I remember kids. when, yeah. yeah, well, I remember when, like when those early years of the PTO and the, the Collins cup was first discussed, yeah. I was like on the European team. Yeah. Like I was I ranked high true. enough to be on the team. And I think Charles tried to say, oh, the only way you'll be on the team is if you marry an American. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fourth in on Europe. But, you know, that was like yeah. several years yeah. ago now. But yeah. Now oh, I'm just funny. pumped to, to get the opportunity to be a captain for the next Collins Cup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even though exactly. I'd love to qualify awesome. myself. But yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not going to get offended that they didn't ask that they asked me, even though I'm an active I'm not offended because that's great. I get to be a part of it and I would have never, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to call fourth place in New Zealand it's, and my handful of races this year is not going to qualify. It's something yeah. like I wanted to push for to have those captains that were either recently retired yeah. or athletes that have experience, yeah. but won't be kind of in the running totally. because 
they're still involved in the sport. They know the sport yes. so well. Yes. I think there's just a different rapport with the athletes. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, because be, I, I think it's I'm excited exciting. to yeah. get to be there. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. All right. Um, and we could go keep going. I'm going to say if so, so you've written a couple of books mm-hmm. in your about the life of triathletes. Yes. But will you or are you writing a book about your life? Mm. That's interesting. I think people would be bored to tears, but there are some pockets (laughs) of life. Like, like everyone faces a battle that we know nothing about. You have yours. I have mine. And like, there can always be stuff like that. But at this moment, no, because I'm just trying, I'm like a squirrel trying to get it day to day. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, like I've always talked about, I'm like a duck. I try to be smooth on the outside and I'm always pedaling, um, but yeah, there's, there's sometimes it's funny with life of a triathlete. If you look at that book now, we wrote that book many years ago. It's kind of outdated, but I have a, I have a taxes book, like for triathletes, like Aaron wrote yeah. half of that, how to do taxes as a pro triathlete. I, sh- I, actually, I actually need to go back and read right? that one again. I, sh- I have a, yeah. a, a pregnancy yeah. one, you know, like how, like, yeah. because there are some days you're like, dude, I'm not going to, I need to retreat. I can't do this. Like this is, yeah. and whether you have kids or not, there's some days you're like, how am I going to do this? And the risk sometimes is higher than the reward. It's like, it's not like, triathlon has LeBron James money. You know what I mean? And so like every time we go to a race, we risk a lot. Like you could get a flat tire and it's like you make $0. You know what I mean? So there's like a lot of risk in our job. And, and again, sending back to PTO, we want to get to the place where you're not out money for going to a race. That's the goal. Honestly, you're not out money for going to a race because it's paid for what you win if you if what you you get in the race you actually gain you don't have to pay out you know what i mean yeah because i even told aaron was like aaron does all our finances and taxes he's like when do you think you're getting paid for new zealand i'm like i don't know oh. <laughs> i have no idea yeah. it, I, they're, they're, they are getting yeah they are getting better yeah. but I, I guess the other thing like those books you've you've written mm-hmm. like the taxes and maternity it's very much sharing learning sharing experience and you are very much a giving Mm -hmm. person of your time of information I know like when I first moved to San Francisco you're so generous in um sharing that knowledge of being a professional and just Mm -hmm. contacts and Mm -hmm. and things like that and I know so I I did say in the intro you're the ultimate side hustler so you had those books that you wrote yeah um you do have a coaching business as well but even with your coaching you are like you speak to your athletes like most days, don't you? Every day. Well, I love the Marco Marco Polo app. We're on Marco Polo. It's easy. Like, look, it's easy to make time for people who make time for you. And you've heard me talk about this a lot. Like, like the 30 year old Meredith, you know, I had a lot of riffraff and I get as Aaron, my husband will say, you give too much of your time. That's honestly what inspired the books is a lot of times I was getting asked the same questions. Like, like you said, people can reach out to us and we're the, you know, it's not like they can really, and and I'm not like comparing us to like a Tom Brady or a LeBron James, but like, it's not like they're professional athletes. We're professional athletes. No one can text LeBron James and be like, Hey, what nutrition do you use? Okay. But with us, they can. And people like you and me, we don't ignore that. We'll write back and be like, oh, we use this. You know, like we care. Okay. Yeah. And that doesn't, ha- that's why our sport of triathlon is so special 
because a most triathletes respond not all but some people like us do and also we share the course with all the age group athletes like a lot of people don't no other sport does that right and so that's what inspired the books is like gosh i'm getting a lot of these questions i the same questions and i'd answer them all and aaron's like you're up till 1 a.m doing this you just quit your banking job (laughs) to not have to do this and i'm like ah but i care and i don't want to not respond and so yeah, that's, that's even tricky now getting back from New Zealand. I've loved it. Like people are like, how did you race having just had a baby? And so, you know, and I know, you know, more that this more than ever is like when your your list of like, gosh, I have to, I need, I have to respond to this person texting me on Twitter and this one on Facebook and this one on my website. And I care about that stuff. And it gives me anxiety yeah. if I don't respond. So I respond instantly and I received this. I promise I will get back to you. Like I'm, I'm trying to get these people on Marco Polo so I can leave them like a yeah. video. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I, I'm the same. Like you get, you get like, in fact, I had one when I was traveling yeah. and it came through on yeah. Instagram and I said, I will get back to yeah. you, but the only way I'm going to be able to log this in my head is please email yes, me I because then if it goes into my email yes, box, yes. I can kind of like yeah. filter it. Yeah. And then I was, I was going through WhatsApp the other day, like yeah. looking for another message. And I suddenly saw this name and I was like, uh, oh shit. Yes, yes. And I would like opened up the message and it was from a, a friend's husband in the UK that is just doing his first triathlon. And he'd reached out about advice mm-hmm. and I thought I'd replied mm-hmm. and I realized I hadn't. And it was a month ago. And I was like, oh, oh my God, you. I sent him yeah. like a voice note. I, I contacted my his wife and I was yes. like, I am so sorry. I didn't respond to Dave. This is like, it is because it's my bugbear when people just don't, I get, don't get back to you. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Like it gives you, like it hurts, right? You're like, why? Oh. Yeah. It's easy to just press reply and send a little note. Yeah. So I'm with you, Sid. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, okay. Couple to finish off because we talked about red wine. Oh yeah. What is your go-to choice? Oh, what would that's it be? It. We still belong to all of our wineries in, um, in California. Uh, like Aaron, Aaron's always like, I have a meeting, make sure you're home. We're getting your wine delivery or our wine delivery and you need to be over awesome. 21. Right. So I'm like, Oh, they can't ring the doorbell because crow's sleeping. You know, anyway, um, you know, I love a good Pinot, Pinot Noir. Uh, I, and it's yeah. funny, I'll name one that anyone can get anywhere. I do love a prisoner. You can get that anywhere in the country. But if you're Australian, the Molly Duker is so good. Um, oh. And I can't go wrong with, with uh, any wine choices. We love Martinelli, which is based at the Vine Man uh, course. So that's probably why I went back there so much. <laughs> I go to wine but country. It was all... Like I, I always loved going to those races where you got something different when yes. you won. And Vineman was one of those. You got a bottle of wine in a massive, like, wooden case. Like I, I didn't because I never got... I, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think I ever got on the podium, but I remember watching you on the podium getting this love massive, it. like, um, box, of, box of wine and stuff, which is always cool. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. So, I yeah, we love our wine. And, like, we appreciate wine and food. Like, I don't need 20 glasses of wine, but I can have a good glass of red wine and food every night if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And that's like you were saying earlier about nutrition. Yeah. Um, all right. It's been amazing to catch up. I know we'll probably carry on after the, um, the recording and catch up on everything <laughs> we've been doing. I have one final question sure. to ask. So you've talked about this year. We've said already um, St. George and Mont Blanc. Next year, though... Yeah. 
and I don't know if you know this or not, yes. it is 40 years of Iron Man New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Will we be seeing you back in New Zealand for the 40th? Year? Oh, I plan to go with my whole family next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. With you, right? Because you'll put bunnies yeah, all that's, up there. Yeah, when I'm going to gonna be like, well, oh. actually, we will have to tell the bunny story now. But um, when I realized, I've been wanting to go back, obviously, to New Zealand as well the last couple of years. I mean, I left, I left there in 2020, thinking I was away for five weeks on a training camp, and then then COVID hit, um, and my friend is still storing all my stuff. So been trying to get back and then I really when I saw that it was yeah. 40 years next year That's I mean right. I'd love to have gone back for Mike Riley's last race but that was December yeah. anyway um but yeah 40 years so maybe that's a pack that's a pack that we'll we're be both great. Back there yes it'll be regardless great. of age results fitness it'll whatever it is we'll just be there for the burger the fuel, fuel and the, the New Zealand the wine lollies, and the, uh, the local people yeah all of it amazing Topo people Thai, yeah Topo Bass so let Oh, I wait, that's right. You Everything. will also. Uh, Are we going to bungee jump? Bungee. Should we uh, make that a pack? 100%. Go back for forty years and bungee. So, okay, there's two stories I want to yes. like. You, we can t- tell the bunny, tell the bunny story, and then I'll tell the mm. bungee, bungee. Well, story. I. What did I say? I, it was it a women. Was it a women for tri breakfast? Yes, which we all cried. And in you were saying this that. Year. That we all, yeah, we all like yeah. cried and in think, it in this year's brunch. You were saying you cried, and you said that you were like you're really emotional, and you cry at like everything, the simplest thing yep. of seeing bunnies at the side of the road or something. <laughs> and this was when we were sort of racing against each other, and I was like, "Brilliant! I'm just going to line the bike course with bunnies, yeah. and you'll just be an emotional wreck for the race, and it'll be fine." Totally, totally. <laughs> and your friend was out there this year, and she went like bunnies. Um, one of your, oh, she yeah, did. Uh-huh. Brilliant. I meant to tell That's, you that. Well, yeah, anyway. Yeah, because yeah. then, then, so after that, I think it was, it was either the next year or maybe it was the same year and you were going to register and I'd made, I'd yes. spoken to, because the team at, the team at Ironman yes. New Zealand are brilliant yeah. or the, the Oceana team. And I'd spoken to the guys and we, we I'd bought a, a soft bunny rabbit and we put it in your race pack yeah. so that when you registered that year yeah, and, that was and so opened funny. it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And, and the, yeah, so the bungee, maybe we'll have to bungee jump next year, which I did say I would never do again. I know. We had fun, um, though. And having the video said I would never do crisis. the first time. Yeah, the video we I had. still see the video. So the, the story, like, around that, like, New Zealand is this country known for its outdoor adventure sports and I, and the bungee jump and skydives and whitewater rafting and all that sort of stuff. And um, I've, I'd kind of resigned myself to the fact that I was never going to bungee jump and I just didn't want to it didn't appeal to me and literally the next day I think Ironman New Zealand again reached out and said hey do you want to do a bungee jump when you come up for the race and before I'd even thought about it I was like yeah sure I'll do that um and then panicked and then obviously thought don't worry I won't I'll think about it after the race um and so we did the race and I think the only way I thought I was then actually going to do this bungee jump was if I did it with somebody and tied to someone. And you'd done it before, I think, yeah. hadn't you? Yeah. Yep. Um, so you kindly volunteered to be tied to me to do this bungee jump. And I, 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 we should, I should post the video again. It was good. Because the video is so funny. It's, I think it's five minutes long, but it captures like we're sitting there waiting to jump tied together you're so chilled and just like yep yeah, matter of fact this is what we're doing I'm like a nervous wreck look like I'm shitting myself <laughs> so and we just like it was and I, I just knew I had no choice because it, it it was just like 
it was like how you approach your life and your job. It's just like, this is what we do. It's matter of fact. We shuffle, shuffle, three, two, one, go. But I remember going, do we go, are we going to go on the one or do we go three, two, one, and then we jump or what's the, and I think like within not even a millisecond of like haul, and you meant to jump and keep your arms yeah. open. Yeah. And I think as soon as we fought, I was like full on bear hug around. Yeah, but we you. did it, Sid, and we'll do it again. But we in did it. We did it. All right. Right. 2024 yeah. all right 40 years we'll go back and we'll do uh we'll do the that's oh, a pact now we have it all on right. recording done i know maybe kelly can you edit that <laughs> out so it never happened <laughs> i love it mbk yeah. meredith it's been absolutely awesome to chat thank you so much it was great it, it well it is great to see you back racing again after crew um hopefully many more races and years still to go and we all keep between the two of us and i think there's another couple of women trying to kick the butts of all the youngsters that's right youngsters coming through and pick those races we got but yeah, it. thank you so much for being on the triathlonish podcast thank you for having me guys i so appreciate you Mwah.